podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Horizon Block Party is on. It's a free front row ticket to amazing VR experiences all summer long. Only in Horizon Worlds on MetaQuest 2. Post Malone kicks things off with a special VR performance of 12 Karat Toothache, followed by more of your favorite music, comedy, and sports. Strap on your MetaQuest 2. Download the free Horizon Worlds app and join the party. Follow us on Instagram at Horizon Worlds to learn more. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. Oh, come on, son. Sorry, so you, you've been in hospital. So since, it was more, more or less when the book came out, Martin, right? It was no, shortly it's, after. It's a complete crazy story because I was, you know, I, I'd been working like an idiot this sort of two months before, to uh, me, I, I was hospitalized. So I'm running, I'm running two MA courses in Cambridge and I'm, I'm teaching in Brighton as well. And then I'm freelancing as a, as a designer and I do music videos. I was shooting a music video. I was running these courses and I was, I was publishing this book. I just come back from Italy where I've been printing it. And then I, what happened? I just felt tired to I me mean, for about two months. I slept three or four hours each night and I just kept going. And then I saw it, I felt worse and worse. And then one morning I went to work and I just, I could barely walk. Like my legs felt like they were made of concrete. Really? And I was out of breath and I thought it's something not right. But I just thought, you know, as a man, you never think it's something bad. You know, I just thought I had flu or something. Yeah. This was before coronavirus. And, and then, uh, and then I sort of just, yeah, I got to Croydon station. I felt really dizzy and horrible, out of breath. And I called up work. I said, listen, I need to, uh, I, th- I don't think I'm going to come in today. And then I called my wife and I said, I think I might go and see my GP. But then, you know, I was like, ah, oh, I just, I sleep it off. So I went, oh. went home. <laughs> I went home and I just tried to fall asleep. I was just lying in bed feeling horrible. And then the next, no, then in the evening, I think I'd done my first post about the book on Facebook. And there was one guy that didn't, wasn't happy about it. 
and he'd sent me something like 56 messages. You, you know, when you're, when you're not friends with someone, yeah. you suddenly discover that someone sent you messages. So I, I, I saw those and had death threats and stuff. So that didn't help either because I was already feeling horrible. And then that happened. I thought, shit, what have I done? And then, uh, then I was meant to take my son to football the following day. I can't remember who we played. That must have been the 8th or something of December. And, um, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to go up there today. It's the first game I've missed for years. I thought I can't, you know, don't want to go up there and, and get, get stabbed or something. So, uh, so I took him to the aquarium and felt horrible, sweaty the whole way and could barely walk. And then Sunday, I nearly faints, faints in the shower. And then Monday, I went to hospital. And uh, no, I went to the doctor and they rushed me to hospital. And uh, apparently, I have the highest heart rate that's ever been monitored at Lewisham Hospital. Wow. So, 248 was my resting heart rate. So the, the doctor said I was lucky to, uh, to sort of still be here. But I never sort of realized the seriousness of it because I didn't feel that bad. Yeah. Or maybe sort of a racing heart rate of 248 is sort of normal for a Tottenham fan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's nicely well-rounded. Come back to that. Um, look, if that's the first game you've missed in, in, in uh, God knows how long, it must have been yeah bad. it must have been bad yeah so and then, uh, and then what was i gonna say no then and then funnily enough i received the first the first copy the, the copies were meant to arrive the day i went to hospital so my wife had to get one of my friends to kind of put all the books in here in, in the flat before the other ones went off to the distributors so i was lying in this hospital being hooked up to all sorts of machine when she brought me the first copy of the of the book that's how that's my experience of it. Wow. Which is so surreal because I've been looking forward to it for about a year and then I'm sort of, you know, couldn't quite enjoy it. So, Gim, Bing, so people may have not listened to the first episode we did or may not know about your work, Martin, right? But um, about how long ago would it would, would we have met the first time uh, when I saw a manuscript or, or a uh, an unbinded version of the book? Um, but that's in... right. So, yeah, so I saw you, what, two, three weeks before this happened. Yeah, so your book was finished. Um, and this is a book, if people don't know, it's called uh, Can't Smile Without You. And actually, I, I'm not going to butcher the explanation of what it is. You tell us, Martin, what, what is this book? How would you best describe it? Well, it's basically, to me, I've, I've decided to, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Tottenham fan. And, and for the sort of five years leading up to the last game at White Hart Lane, I went to sort of nearly every single game home and away and in Europe. And documented what I love, which is sort of the build-up to each game, and and that's it. It's all it's all about the fans, and there's none about football in there. Yeah, the, you mean? Well, there's none about the players or the managers. Now, I, you know, the idea really was to sort of. I mean, I've been working on, on photo documentaries for for a while now, and 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 this was something I was sort of was really passionate about. Normally, I go into stuff that I don't know anything about, and I, and, and and I sort of learn about it. And I guess I learned a lot about this. I, I actually didn't know a lot about this. I thought I did, but you know, then then I sort of committed to going to every game, um, and yeah, that's it. So you 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 you, you followed Spurs home and away um, uh, with your camera shooting fans. That's what it is. This is that's, a... that's basically it. That's just me. I, I did what I would normally do: so sort of hang around the pops and have beers and chat with my friends and. You know, and then I just brought a camera along and started yeah. shooting. And do you mean I started sort of then going, okay, I'm going to try and go deliberately to, to certain sort of drinking holes and 
places I hadn't been to before and befriended a lot of, of nice people there. And, and, and also, you know, I've been to very limited amount of away games before that. And I started going to all the away games and really totally fell in love with that. To me, I, I find that a lot more exciting than going to the home games now. Do you know, um, for people that don't, there are a lot of people that are interested in Spurs that don't get to go to football matches um, across Europe, uh, but especially in America. And, I, and one of the reasons why the fighting cock is popular in America is because I think over the last 10 years, we've been, been able to give a, a fair representation of the sort of conversations you would find in a pub in Tottenham after or before a game. What this book does, and if there are any American fans that haven't copped a copy of this already... This is a snapshot. Although it's set over five years and there's different periods, it feels like a day at the football. A properly, um, you know, a game that is significant. So not such Spurs versus Wigan in 2007. It's like imagining what a North London derby would be like. And if you want a, you know, the, the club will always spin it. Sky Sports will always spin it as a way of, you know, glamorizing it north london derby but for fans it's not a glamorous experience a lot of the time it's actually quite naughty it's <laughs> it's aggressive um you've seen things and done things yourself that you wouldn't typically do in an everyday life because it's the north london derby and what this is isn't a book about football violence at all it's a book that captures the moment for me martin and that's what i love about it and i've looked through this i've had a, you sent me a copy after you know, when you, you returned from hospital and when you were distributing, you sent me a copy and it is, this is what I've experienced so many times. Their faces, you know, and I recognise a lot of people in this book, but the way they are, and it is Tottenham. It's fantastic. And it's, rightly or wrongly, it's a snapshot, a cultural snapshot of what football was like to go in, in our era. And that's why I think it's really important. And I know you had nothing to do with, and, and there was no connection to... Uh, Tottenham Boys We Are Here, the Paul Womble book. Yep. But it feels like there's an homage to it. It feels like you wasn't even aware of it when you began shooting. I know you understand that. I wasn't aware of it, no. But I think I think we probably, you know, I think, you know, knowing Paul's work now, you know, I think we come from the same sort of background as photographer, as photographers and what we're interested in maybe, you know. Okay. And it is sort of documenting real real life in a way. I mean, it's not, it's not as you say, glamorised or... No, it's photojournalism, isn't it, to a certain extent? Is yeah. that too? Is that a fair way to describe it? Is that too dismissive? Well, I don't think it's. I think it's. 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 Well, I. I don't know if you can call it that. Photojournalism is meant to be honest and real, and I don't know how. It is honest and real, but it's selected and it's edited. And I it's, understood. You know, so it's I, more. I never. I never manipulate my pictures. The pictures are what comes out of the camera. But they put in a sequence to make it more interesting, you know. Okay, that makes sense. I, I worked with a really good editor. It was his idea, Kim Chu. It was really it was his idea to kind of edit it so it felt like one day in football. Because I had, you know, as you said, home and away games, shot, some shot at night, some in the morning, you know, for it to feel like a kind of consistent thing, we had to design it that way. And, it's fantastic. Uh, fantastic. Well, I think work. I think it's you know there's certain. I mean. It's, it's not everyone that's interesting that goes to football to look at, you know. So I'm I'm finding interesting characters and kind of moments that I find interesting. So so is so in that way, in that respect, it's not photojournalism. But no, fair enough. I mean, um, it's sort of in a grey area between all of it, isn't it? But it's a, yeah. I mean, I I don't know enough. I don't know enough about it. I, I I'm kind of throwing this out there, but it just feels it's like a 
it's a coffee table book as well like his, these photographs are fascinating to look at and you really capture not just like Spurs fans football mm. fans generally and also just cultural people of a certain cultural background um, it's just fascinating stuff great work before we come on to the reaction from Spurs fans and, and how you found it in the last year and the initial reaction what's critically without I'm, I'm sure you don't want to blow your own trumpet but for the purpose of the podcast how has it been received in the world outside of football well it's been it's been received really really well I've, I've totally been blown away by it actually because I I think I had I was very naive about the whole thing you know I sort of just went on this journey which I've done a couple of times I've spent 15 years taking pictures at dog shows and then ended up doing this between that I did the traveling circus and, and married a, an, an acrobat from that circus I've had a bit of a kind of crazy funny life we're still married by the way and <laughs> um, and, uh, and and then I started this and 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 you know it's difficult to uh, I sort of tend to fall in love with with the topic or the routine of it mm. you know you, you immerse yourself so much in 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 that thing that you're working on that it's very difficult to give up and I think, you know, it was meant to just be a couple of years. And I, I didn't realize what I was really documenting other than I was photographing fans. And I was meeting more and more people and it was exciting. And I did it every week. And and then, you know, and then I, th I thought it was finished after three years. And then me and the editor looked at it and he said, no, 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 you should shoot again. And then, you know, it just became a kind of, you know, with the end of White Hat Lane, I suddenly realized, wow, I've, I've actually documented a bit of history here and, yeah. and I, I never set out to do that it, it was sort of just by coincidence and I think you know I, I showed I only went to one publisher to show some pictures and they loved it I can't remember if I said this in the first podcast I'm sorry doesn't matter it doesn't matter but it's um, you know they they really loved it I'm not going to name who, who they are but uh, they said listen we're really interested in this if you can go and do Arsenal Chelsea Liverpool and City and I thought no, no. And I just thought I don't want to have that conversation with any other publishers. I think maybe I should just do this myself, you know. And I, I sold my record collection to fund it, and then I, I begged my wife to take take the other money. But when you start working on on your own project, and especially I'm a graphic designer, I've designed many books for for Magnum Photography. Uh, so I've worked with some of those big names like Martin Parr and Stuart Franklin, and and. I know the quality that you can achieve and it costs money. And I yeah. saw, I wanted to make a really beautiful book, but really more for me than for anyone else. It was a sort of ego thing, maybe. Can I ask, can I be so crass as to ask how much you raised from your record collection? Eight grand. Was that That's, enough? No, I needed another 12. That's just for the printing. <laughs> but it's, it was expensive. You know, it's, not, it's not I surprising. Went in there. I went in there for the most expensive paper and the most expensive print in Italy, and you know it, it's, 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 it's. It feels like it. It feels like that, it, and it deserves to be on that. And, it, and it, you know, you the work you put into it, the three, sorry, five years of work, the editing that went into it, to then just chip it out on a substandard substrate, and no, that's what I couldn't do. I, couldn't I, and do I just it. thought, do you know what? In my own head, I thought, do you know what? I might this might be the only book I ever do, and if it is, I want to still be proud of it when I'm seventy and retired. You know, and. Um, so that must have been quite stressful. The book came out. Yeah, and I uh, had no idea. And I sort of, I, in my head, I thought, do you know what? I might, I might sell sort of 20, 30 copies to friends and families. And then, you know, people might totally dismiss it or might not get it. And I didn't have a distributor, so I only had this online thing. And, and But then, you know, I got a, I got a PR woman involved and, 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 and she did a couple of days for me. 
and then it sort of just happened by itself they sort of just started rolling you know there was it, lots of interest wasn't there it went crazy so the guardian the bbc the times it was everywhere the face Vice yeah. magazine so really sort of, it, it was absolutely everywhere and it, and not just in this country do you know what I mean it's Actually, today I've already done one other radio thing. I've I've talked to a woman uh, who's writing her PhD on it, and I'm just wow. send, and I'm just sending images off for a magazine in Italy. You know, and it's still this is over a year ago, so there's still interest in it. You know, it's been published like in magazines in Japan, in America, so many places. That's fantastic. And I really never I never expected it. You know, and I, uh, you know, it, it's uh, no, it's really good. You know, they're almost all gone now, which is quite good because I naively did 1500 copies because you look at it going if you print 500 or if you print 1500 there's only like a couple of grand's difference yeah and i thought I might i might as well yeah i can always i can always use them for it as a divider in the kids music something you know, so. You know, so what you've got and if you've got one um i i, I mean i don't know what your plans are whether you're going to plan to reprint if you sell out no i don't want to Right, um, so there are fifteen hundred. But I come from this sort of. Foot, I'm a photography book collector, and I yes. sort of never like the reprinting thing. I think you buy it, or you, or you, you know. And there's something fun, you know. I've been chasing an original copy of of Paul Rombos' book for years, and it's still, you know, I still have. I've got, I've got, I've got one. The original. Have you got the original one? Yeah, I've got okay. two two versions. I sh- okay. I show it to you. You know, we yeah. were supposed to be making a film about this book. Yes, uh, I know. I, 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 That's of course we did. Um, uh yeah it's it slowed up somewhat because of covid and, and whatnot yeah we have an original copy uh oh, we have, uh, i've got a i've got one of the second editions so the you know that's yeah, a laser print yeah and that's it's not uh it's not as nice quality uh no so yeah the very original ones it's just um they, i mean it's there it looks really old it looks it's nice as a nostalgic piece but not to observe yeah. as a Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Because I saw, I saw some kind of, I saw the original printing of it. The grey tones are a lot better. The one I have is very kind of, very yeah. So but we've it, got, we've got, a, we've got a high quality one as well. It was about, it was a re- reissue we got on Tottenham High Road. Um, okay. Yeah, in the nineties, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, no. So no, no. I like I, that. I, like I the remember, fact. I remember you doing the. I remember you starting doing the film about it, and I got, I got in touch with Paul because I wanted to try and see if I can get him to go on your show but That's he right. doesn't talk about it no he's not interested but uh, you know it's his prerogative <laughs> yeah, he said not yet not so yet he's i mean yeah. i know that he's through through doing the research for this film you know that he has still bin bags full of photos that he, he's that's never been seen um and someone tried to buy them off him once oh really yeah, yeah to buy these these i think it's like a thousand maybe four a few a few thousand images that just didn't go into the book um but he, he wasn't interested. And, and you know, they, I quite like that as well, that there's this aloof character that was responsible for a really yes. important piece of work around yeah, a football yeah. club that's just not interested in us <laughs> anymore. But there is that thing about the outtakes, isn't it? To me, I, I had a publisher that, that got in touch with me because he saw that posted some of the kind of outtakes on my Instagram. And he uh, and he offered to make another book, Can't Smile About You Too. And I, and I thought about it really hard, but I turned it down. I said, no, I don't, you know, I've done the book. And I'm, you know, if I ever were to do something about it with it again, it just, first of all, it wouldn't be as good because I picked the best pictures. Yeah, there, yeah, there, yeah. Are few, there are a few really good ones that didn't make it because they didn't fit into the kind of sequence. But, you know, or there might there might be 20 great ones. And then the other ones won't be as good. It's like B-sides. When bands do B-sides, you yeah. just, it'll be as, you know. It's shit, it's but, this, yeah. 
Maybe, maybe when you I'm know, not. you know, the, the fact that there has been this process and you've got, you've had this editorial uh, process to put in the book together, and these are the is it two hundred and remind me how many pages? Two hundred forty-eight pages. Two hundred forty-eight yeah, pages of the best. It took, us, it took us a year to edit it. You know, it, it and it's so it must be such a subjective thing. Oh, it is. It, it caused a lot of. Uh, Cost a lot of pain doing that. Yeah, because I had I had some of my favorite images, and Kim was just like, "No, no, oh, this doesn't fit." And 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 you know, that's. But then it was for the better for it. You know, sometimes I had to sleep on it. You you have to sometimes take a step back if you're too close. Oh, exactly, to exactly. That's, what is what is your have you got a favorite image from the book? Uh, there's lots of different ones. There's you know the one with the. I don't even know if I've got a copy. There's one with a kind of white police horse. Yeah. And there's a guy that's sort of standing close by laughing. You know yeah. what that is? Yeah, I'm just that, trying to find it now, but a sort of let no, me there's just, one there's let me one just, in Yeah, yeah, grab it. Grab it. My, let me just get my copy. Yeah. Um, there's one um the one in the turnstile. Uh, in the where the guys are standing by the turnstile. Yeah, someone's smoking a cigarette. Or something. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he, he got in touch with me. That's that's him and his uncle and his brother or something, which is quite funny. So it's a yeah, family. Yeah. But I like that. And that that picture got recently got picked by uh, Jerry Batcher and, and Martin Parr for a forthcoming book about kind of contemporary photography books. Wow, which is really cool. Yeah, which that's I'm very really cool. About, but do you know? Weirdly, I don't. I think I mentioned this before. Martin, but I was aware of your work and what you were doing years before you published. Oh, I, really? I knew about this. I, I forgot to mention it, I think, the last time we do it. Aaron, I think the guy's name's Aaron. I haven't spoken to him in such a long time. Aaron. Aaron. Yes. So we, I used to drink with him in the Hope and Anchor pub in Crouch End. I uh, yes. watch the games in there on occasion. We've been out on a few beers with him. And he told me about this, this book. He told me about this guy he knows called Martin. He's making this book. And I'm like, this is fascinating. <laughs> this is fascinating let me speak to him and he's like it's not ready yet uh and it just like through sort of a weird sort of roundabout way we ended up talking yeah, I did, about it if i remember him saying oh do you know have you heard of the funny cock and i'd listened to some of the episodes he's like oh no there's this guy flav and i know him and you should talk to him yeah but then you know i've i've sort of always been a bit uh shy when it comes to that sort of self-promotion and stuff so i just uh yeah but anyway well, it's not, it's, it's, there's one thing about self-promotion but it's also it's just interesting um let's talk yeah. about um it's an interesting thing to talk about and, and you've created a piece of work so why it, it's interesting no, exactly. for me no, to no, talk exactly. to you. i'm not I, I think it was i think it was before i'd made it i was sort of i, I think i want i weren't sure what, what i was what it was you know I, and it, it took me a bit of time to sort of uh what um like I just, can I just go back to the kind of favorite images because there's one please, yeah. really lovely story to it and again I can't remember if I uh, um mentioned there's there's a picture of a kind of granddad that comes with his that walks with his granddaughter yeah that rings a bell you that would be that it's so early it's, it's one of the first pages but that's a sort of it's a very unusual, or not not unusual. It's just a so it's just a snapshot of me walking down the high road. But I I sort of like that because it reminds me of, you know, when my dad used to take me to football when I was a little boy. Yeah. And and you know my, my dad was also a Tottenham fan and, and was, yeah that's the one yeah and yeah. we lived we also lived in Denmark but we would sort of come over when we could, or when really early when I was a kid we used to go and see the Danish national team in in Copenhagen but. Uh, I think we've all had that experience of kind of going with a with, with a kind of, of person that kind of 
And I think for me, that was that, that's one of my favorite images. My... What, what's great about that is that that when I was lying in hospital, I got an email because I think it was featured somewhere uh, in, in one of the newspapers, the, the, the pictures from the book. And I'm sure he doesn't mind, but I'll just read you his email because it made me feel really happy. Yeah, please. It says, hello, Martin. I hope this mail finds you well. I wanted to make contact with you as one of the photographs used in this book is of my late father, Bernard Neal, and my daughter, Ruby Neal, then aged nine. Wow. We are a Tottenham family and can trace our support right back to 1882. Wow. Yeah. That. My father started taking me to the lane age five and now age 61, I can count the home games I have missed on one hand. Ruby and, and I, plus her brother Josh, were on course there on or were of course there on Saturday as, as always. I I digress as I, as I simply wanted to make content to say thank you and how emotional it was to see that photograph of my father who passed away age 89 having attended and supported Spurs for, for 80 of those years. He loved the club, this his one and only club and would have loved to have seen the new stadium. Oh bless. And that's, that's... Uh, thanks to you and best regards. That's you know to get messages like that, that I think that's been the best experience with really with the book is all the lovely Main yeah, have you is the is the reaction to the book in the last year being I'd imagine overwhelmingly positive. Oh, it's been yeah, it's been I would say ninety nine point nine percent positive that that I that I know of. There was only one incident, kind of obviously really early on. Can would you mind talking about that, Martin? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy to. To me, I was really I was really conscientious of it when I put the book together. You know, I had I had lots of images that I knew I couldn't put in the book. You know. In anything that could be used as police evidence of, of photos of drug use and whatever you might have shot down the prop, sort of being drunk myself, you know. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I, I, so I was sort of, Jimmy, I tried to find everyone that I could that, that I had photographed. You know, I knew a lot of the people I photographed already and I kind of checked in with them. And then obviously there's some you can't find. I emailed, there was a few that I couldn't find. I went to see a, a lawyer, publishing lawyer, to find out if, you know, uh, to me, what legal rights I had and stuff. And and just to be sure. And also in terms of the club, what the club, if they were going to be against it or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, so that was all sort of fine. And then, you know, there was one there was one person that, that didn't like a, a picture taken, you know. He was and, in the book. Yeah, so he was in the book. It's just a group shot, but I think, yeah, you mean, and I can, I can sort of understand that we had, a, we had a chat about it, and you know, it, it, it all got sorted out. Uh, okay, so it, it, he was just un, unhappy to be in the book. He was unhappy to be in it, and I don't think he realized what it was and and who I was and what my intentions were with it. You know, and it, it, it's not. I said it's not a book. I'm sort of selling out to make lots of money from, or it's not something you're going to get in. On Amazon or in yeah. tourist shops and stuff, you know, it's it's a it's sort of a piece of to me. It's a per, it's a very personal thing and and really something I hope that the fans will love because that's really what it's about. I I um I I I'm gutted that I'm not in it. I've got to be honest. I'm, I, <laughs> I wish I really wish that was the worst. You know, that was the worst thing. Putting it together was really all the lovely people I met. You know, that are considered good friends now. You know, that photographed over over this time period. Yeah. To, to not have them all in was was really heart aching, you know. But but I had to, I had to follow this sort of artistic vision of it and, and of make course. sure that it. it now, my favorite photo, Martin, is the um, what is probably the scariest man I've ever seen in my life. He's got a bald head, 
and a little pin badge. I think it was Portsmouth away. You met, you said it was Queens Park Rangers away. This one. He's lovely, Rich Gibbs. He's a he's a lovely, lovely man. Really. I'm sure he is. Good friend of mine now. It, yeah, but, it, but that uh, is a great shot. <laughs> Captures his mood at that moment. Yeah, and a funny again a funny story. To I me, mean, every picture has a story. I don't want to bore bore you with it, but but you no, know that's please do. Like every time I I, I go into to me the best thing about football is not the football, but the whole day around it for me and for a lot of other people. Yes. And I think, you know, when, when I was photographing, the first thing I do as soon as I got to into the stadium was just look around. Are there anyone that looks slightly interesting here? And this, this Queen's Park Rangers away day was, uh, you know, I saw him behind me. I thought, oh man, he looks amazing. <laughs> I, I don't like photographing people when they know they're being photographed because then it's not documentary anymore. It's not real. I never like people to pose or anything. I like shooting when people don't think they're being photographed. 100%, yeah. And so I wanted to photograph him, but obviously he's a big fella. And, and, and you know, so I was <laughs> thinking, wow, if he, uh, you know, he might not like me standing there pointing a camera in his head. So I sort of sneakily sort of turned around a couple of times and just clicked, you know. And I got this picture and I, I, I really liked it. And then a couple of months later, we were in Newcastle on our way back from Newcastle away. And I walked through the train and there was like thousands of yits in this train and I couldn't find a seat. And I kept walking down, I, there was one seat and, uh, and it was next to him. And I sat down and I always have some of the kind of pictures on my phone now shooting just for my own entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, after a couple of beers, I sort of got the courage to tell him, I said, listen, I think I photographed you. <laughs> and uh, and I showed it to him and he, he loved it you know he really loved it so I, you I, had I, the picture of him on your phone and you yeah, sat yeah. next to him and he said yeah, I think yeah, I might have photographed that's you that's weird isn't it yeah I said but, no no it's not it's fantastic so what did he say no and I said listen I'm, I'm doing this this project and I, kind of, I think I, I think I might have photographed it is this not you and he's like and he, he loved it yeah and I, got, I got his address and I, I sent him a big print a big A2 print and, I, and he hung it up in his living room so you know that's, <laughs> that's fantastic. fantastic isn't it yeah um, but it's good, you know, and this is that you know I've met so many great people through this process, you know, which has which has been been brilliant, you know. Did you you mention the club and, and how they react? I'd imagine they haven't said it much. If you had any, well, I haven't. No, I haven't heard anything. I was sort of worried about. Do me. I wasn't worried about them. I was worried about legally. If you know, are you allowed to photograph? Do me. I deliberately didn't photograph anything. There's a couple where the pits is on, but I, I just had to go and see a lawyer about it, make sure that. Uh, wasn't doing anything wrong. You know? Can you shoot inside the stadium? I thought it was, I thought it, I didn't think you could. Well, at that time, there was no kind of laws about that. I think now they've banned, they've banned cameras, but yeah. Oh, that's good. I think so as, as long as you were, what you were allowed, I think the, I did look it up and you were, you were not allowed zoom lenses because you can photograph close-ups of the players and sell them to the press. Oh, I see. And stuff. And they all kind of got their own deals with certain things. So but so you're allowed to use your phone and any wide angle lenses. That was the that was the rules of when I when I did it. Um so you're you're pleased that you, you went through it. Um you went through this process. Would you do it again? Is this some not you're gonna create a new book, but you know, when you look back at all the work you did and the experiences you had in creating this book, is it something you're grateful for and you're glad you did? I'm really grateful for it. Yes, and and I think the the the, the longer, to me, the longer to me, the further away I am from it, or the more time that passes. That's what I meant to say. The more time yeah. passes, there's there's sort of more great memories I appreciate. You know, it's 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 or the more I appreciate what I did because I when you're so close to something, you don't really know what you're doing. You don't you know you're in the in that moment. 
But now it's sort of, I think about it, quite nostalgic, really. Also because it was the old White Hat Lane and all that, you know, that, that it, all that's gone. You know, it's... it's uh, yeah. I wouldn't it's, want to do it again. I, I, I'm not going to do another football book, definitely not. But, but just, doing, just before we... I mean, just want, I just wanted to pick up on what you just said there, like that uh, there's a couple of things that are really moving about the book now, which I experience each time I, I, I sit down... You know, and I've done this about, I'd say four or five times. Where I've really just sat with the book, yeah. uh, with a cup of tea, or even you know, a glass of wine, and just, and just, just try to absorb it and, and figure it, like figure out how how is how, see see what emotions I'm going to get as I I go through it. And naturally, this is something. All of this is familiar to me. It's all, it's all, um, completely a, a part of my growing up and the things yeah. I went through. And, and 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 experience with my family are, are documented in, documented in a way in in this book like while i'm not in it and while my family's not in it the snapshots are ones that could have been taken of us like the work the walking up of the turnstiles into the old white Hart lane is something that every spurs fan who visited that stadium knows and the fact that that image is in the book is representative of genuinely what it means to be tottenham when you're going towards the game that like that's familiar to fans from all over the world for in their respective football stadium stadia but this is this is our one and this is our turnstile and our vomitry and and, and it's a representative of of, of our the, the nuances in our football club um so i've been looking through it and i'm thinking and getting like i'm quite like i'm easily moved i feel like i'm quite an emotional person <laughs> but you know i i just because we I haven't been able to go to the football and I haven't been able to be, be with my family and my friends, and and this everything in this is 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 what I'm missing, uh, and I want to see again, and want to be a part of again. Um, added to that, what we're also missing from the new stadium as well, and hopefully together when we come back, it will be such a celebration that we can start to cement in the new stadium some of the and recreate some of the events where you are able to capture such amazing photographs. Um, so yeah, it's like quite, it's quite, it's not just nostalgia. It's a, there's a melancholic feel to it as well now. Not, not, not through the work, you know, not through by your own doing, but because of what's happened in the world, you look at it and you think, oh, I, I need this back. I, I'm looking back at this and it's making, it's moving me to a point where I need to do something about it as soon as, as soon as coronavirus is done and dusted. If it ever will be. I think I've, I've, I've had a, I mean, I've, I've had quite a few emails here, but from people saying saying sort of that going like we're so I mean we're so happy to have the book because this is we've missed this every weekend yeah and at least we have those memories you know that's the Martin yeah. this you're you're nearly sold out nearly sold out yeah how many like uh, there are there will be X amount of people listening to this fair few people will be listening to this how many copies are there left approximately and how quick do these guys roughly this so what happened was i i basically almost had sold out but then you know i had two big exhibitions that opened up and the first one was only open for for five days it was meant to be a month and a half and the other one opened private view and got shut down the next day because of of lockdown yeah um so they had 200 books. Those are the ones I've had returned from the exhibitions and there's been, so, been shipped to the distributors. So 
that's basically the only books that are left. Uh, so they're the ones that the ex exhibitions would have sold, I guess, if the if the shows have been open. So and I'm not trying to push this because it's a bit cheap to push things, isn't it? It's like a little bit like like the book feels like it's ab above that in a way, but there's literally just as, as Martin said in this podcast already. There's not going to be another run. There's one edition, one only edition. There's 200 copies left, and that's it. So if you if anything you've listened to in this podcast, feel, you feel like you want to. You know, it's something you, you want to own, and I'd really, I would, I would urge you to do it because if there is only two hundred copies, like move quickly because, it, um, it gets Chris, more. Christmas is coming up soon, Flav. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'll be waiting that long, but I'm just, I'm just urging people just to, you know, for for, for the same reason, in a way, you know, and, and I know the probably the the um comparison is uncomfortable somewhat, maybe for you. But oh, yeah. I, there was I this. <laughs> the people, the, the the reasons, the reasons why people were desperate to get a copy of Tottenham Boys We Are Here, and it became folklore, is because of its lack of availability. And as soon as this goes, it's gone, and you end up paying a fortune to to get a copy in in the future. So take this opportunity to, if you can afford it, you know, um, you know, you know, splash out on something that will, you know, it's just a timestamp, a moment in 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 an important part of our history as Spurs fans um I'm looking I've got a, I've got a URL here Martin uh satantabooks.com yeah. no that's a that's a bookshop that took some covers they've got some signed covers I think they're a bit more expensive than the ones the ones well, how would you what's the best way to find your your store well on on my on my site uh let me uh, should I send you this should I send you should I read it up uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, we'll, no, we'll no, definitely... you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to you. I, I, I feel really uncomfortable doing this sort of hard sales thing. There it is. I'm, I don't, I, I I'm just saying. <laughs> you give me the, you give me the URL, and yeah, I'll, I'll tweet it. But I, it's not the hard sell because it's they're gonna sell anyway. It's, it's just it's in the chat. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the thank you, mate. This is the opportunity. This is an opportunity for people to get it, and I, I want like people that are interested in this and feel moved to buy it. Will be, will get. Um, you know, get something from it, but there is a finite amount of time for that to happen. So that's the that was the idea. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no problem, mate. Uh, th thank you so much for coming back on and chatting. Um, we're using some. You've kindly given us permission to use some images for a short one-minute video that we're putting together. We're just going to go out on social media soon. Um, so are these images that are in the book, or are these images that people perhaps haven't seen before. Well, I was going to give you some that people haven't seen before. Whoa. Maybe, maybe throw in a few of the ones from the book as well. Do you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a little selection. Okay, wonderful. I haven't, I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I, I, I will do this afternoon soon. Oh, but but this, yeah, this, this morning I ended up talking to someone who's, who's writing a PhD about, uh, partly about the book, which I thought was funny. But that's fascinating. Because it's so, so suddenly looking at it in a kind of academic context, with, with made me sweat a bit. But it was, <laughs> She was actually really nice, um, so yeah, that was. Cool. How, how did she? How did she find out about the the fact that it exists? Because she's in, in in Italy. Did you say? No, she no she she's she's from here. No, that's All another. Right. That's that's a magazine. No, there's um, no yeah she she's um, I don't even know what she's studying, but she's a Brentford fan. But her her dad works for the Tottenham Academy, and her mom is a huge Tottenham fan. So I think that's you know, but yeah, she's yeah. it's interesting because I talked to her and she's been allowed to go in and and look at the. Um, the archive of, of memorabilia at Tottenham, and there's there's two places. The stadium has got some, but and then there's a, is I think it's in Potter's End, 
they have a warehouse full of full of stuff. There's, there's also if, one that you can get access to, Martin, in um, Bruce Castle Museum. Because I've, oh, I've been in there. I've been in there, yeah. Oh, have you? Fantastic. Yeah. No, she, yeah. she thought, tell me about it. And, you know, and, and she through her dad had, had heard that they, I mean, there were talks about making a Spurs museum, uh, but it had been put on hold. But it's just, it's one of those things that the club needs to do, I think. They need to kind of connect more with the fans and they kind of, I mean, some of the, some of the backstage stuff, not not as in a kind of Amazon all or nothing documentary, but but more, to uh, me, authentic, more authentic. Yeah. What's what did I get from it though? That's the thing that would be what drive them. But I, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. Okay, Martin, that's been fantastic. Uh, Thank you yeah. very much, Flav. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. I'm, I'll dig those images out and uh, and send them over later. Fantastic. All right, cheers, mate. Up the Spurs. Yeah, up the Spurs. All the best, matey. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. A camel name. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Horizon Block Party is on. It's a free front row ticket to amazing VR experiences all summer long. Only in Horizon Worlds on MetaQuest 2. Post Malone kicks things off with a special VR performance of 12 Karat Toothache, followed by more of your favorite music, comedy, and sports. Strap on your MetaQuest 2. Download the free Horizon Worlds app and join the party. Follow us on Instagram at Horizon Worlds to learn more. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.